When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap Podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network, where we recap the series that just ended for the Red Sox, preview the series that's about to start. Um, this one sucks. I don't think there's much more around it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I could say welcome back because we had Bob on, um, early last week. That's uh, true. But, um, yeah. Aren't you, aren't you so excited to talk about this series, Keaton? It seems only fair, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I get it. Um, Red Sox ended up dropping this one, uh, three games to one, this four game set with doubleheader. Uh, and they found uh, spectacular ways to do it, really throughout the series. Yep, <laughs> just spectacular <laughs> showing. Uh, let's dive <clears throat> dive more into it now. Game one: Nathan Evaldi versus Alec Manoa. Manoa has been looking real sharp for the Ray, uh, Rays. Yikes! <laughs> for the Blue Jays, uh, Evaldi in this one had been. Absolutely cruising until slamming into a brick wall in the fourth, uh, where he, he ended up tallying uh, four two-thirds innings, gave up eight hits, seven earned runs, striking out four, walking two. Um, he really was on cruise control for the vast majority of this start. And then what happened? Um, I guess the, the, the Blue Jays offense just kind of woke up. Uh, I mean, this is kind of like what I was afraid of like going into this series. Um, I really wasn't scared of the pitching. I was scared of the hitting. And that's essentially what happened. Um, He just met up with a buzzsaw and just got demolished. I mean, that's sadly, that's what's going to happen whenever you face um, a lineup like this. Nine runs in the fifth inning for Mm. the Blue Jays uh, to to take a lead. This, of course, came right on the heels of the Red Sox leaving the bases loaded and squandering a chance to really break the game open. And that just kind of seems like how it goes, right? Uh, yeah, especially in this series. Um, and just here lately, while, while we can get some hits together, we just can't get enough to actually get anyone to home plate. Yep. Yeah. After Valdi, Hansel Robles followed through nine pitches and gave up two runs on three hits. Uh, Davis, Perez, and Arauz... Uh, followed and each gave up 
Two hits, an earned run, giving up 17 hits and nine innings. <laughs> That's too many. <laughs> that is way, way, way too many. It's really hard to win a game if you give up 17 hits. Yeah. Really hard. Uh, Red Sox had eight hits, stranded 14 batters. Uh, really tough game there for the offense. Uh, Hunter Renfro had a two-run homer. That was nice. Uh, Verdugo also had two hits. He had a pretty decent series for himself. Uh, and that was pretty much it for uh, performances on the batting side. And that wrapped up game one. Four, uh, 12 to 4. Red Sox take the loss. Game two. Another brutal one. Game one of the doubleheader. Nick Pavetta pitched his finest game in quite some time. Um, six strong innings, giving up one hit, striking out five. Uh, and then handed it over to Matt Barnes, who threw one pitch, and the game was over. <laughs> oh, I mean that that game was just. Um, I mean that game was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, I mean, you know, Pavetta going head to head with Robbie Ray, um, and really no one was getting anything together. And then just that one pitch to Marcus uh, Marcus Simeon, and it goes over the fence, and the game's over. Because it was a doubleheader, only seven Indians. It just, it just, we were cruising, everything was feeling good, and then literally hit a wall and just, they walked out the field while the Blue Jays were dancing um, all across the infield. It was lovely. Yeah, that, this one in particular is, is tough to swallow as a seven inning game mm-hmm. because Pavetta had thrown 76 pitches to that point. Yeah. And had, Many more left in him to go. Probably could have got through another two innings and Mm -hmm. really just had this incredible Toronto lineup absolutely baffled. So that one hurts. That one hurts quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, There were only two hits for the Red Sox. Ploiecki and Arauz got those. uh, And that was it. (laughs) Just like that, it was over. Yeah. Mm. And then we moved on to game two of the doubleheader. Tanner Houck versus Jose Barrios. And this was another tight one. Um, the Red Sox managed to pull this one out 2-1. to one. Houck went three and two-thirds innings, striking out six, only walking two, giving up one earned run. What did you think of Houck's performance? Um, I thought it, I thought it looked good. Um, I mean, you know, coming back into the rotation, he didn't go too far. You know, into this game, but with it just being seven innings, it's totally fine. And him coming back, striking out six, um, not walking too many people. I think he like walked two, um, only gave up three hits against the Blue Jays. I was totally fine with it. I I was I was pleasantly um, surprised um, with how he looked. Yeah, Blue Jays batters made him work, but um, yeah. that's kind of to be expected with this lineup. He had seventy four pitches through those uh, eleven outs. Uh, but six of them ended up being strikeouts, so that's, exactly. it was a really good performance. It gives you a lot of hope for the rotation moving forward, knowing that he's there now. Mm-hmm. And he should be able to continue to stretch out and get further into games. I don't think he's going to be consistently going less than four innings an outing. So looking forward to that. Uh, Josh Taylor finished off the fourth inning, and then Whitlock came in with two innings, striking out three, giving up two hits. Barnes, a clean inning, and Ottavino finished it off. For the save. 
Uh, Verdugo hit a home run in this one, had three hits, uh, and that was pretty much the only notable performance there. The Red Sox finally were on the board in this series, and that led to game four today. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, another tough one. Mm -hmm. Uh, This pitching matchup, Get Richards versus Hyunjin Ryu. Um, Richards didn't pitch all that bad. Uh, Three runs and five innings, two strikeouts, one walk, gave up six hits. Um, four earned uh, four runs, only three of them earned. Um, the Red Sox, however, their bats jumped all over Hyunjin Ryu. Three and two thirds innings, ten hits, seven earned runs, one walk, one strikeout. Not his finest hour, and that uh, against one uh, probably Toronto's best pitcher. Right, um, gotta be able to pull that out for a win. Uh, the Red Sox were unable to do so. However, um, Sawamura. Came in two-thirds of an inning, gave up two runs. Ottavino gave up a run. And then Barnes, getting used in his third consecutive game, gave up two runs in a third of an inning with a walk and a strikeout. And that allowed Toronto to come all the way back and win this one 9-8. to eight. Uh, First, I guess let's dive into Richards. What were your thoughts on his performance? Um, I, I, I thought it was good. Um, for him, outside of the uh, sticky stuff, I mean, it really wasn't too dominant, but he managed to, you know, wiggle his way through. Right? I mean, he didn't he didn't give up too many hits. Again, he didn't get too many strikeouts, but there was just a lot of outs that the um, the defense was able to give him. Um, I I don't know what that means for him going uh, forward because, you know, we got some, some, some scrub. I don't know who this guy is, like this Chris Sale prospect dude. I don't, so, (laughs) you know, he's kind of coming back soon. So I don't know what it means for Richards, but I mean, this outing, like if you would have like traded like his outing for Ryu's outing, um, honestly, if you would have traded the Red Sox uh, and then Toronto, I would have been like yeah that that makes sense you know Garrett Richard gets blown up but then the offense gets it going and then they win in the end right um but it's like totally opposite of what happened yeah brutal one here especially the way that Richards is going when you get an outing like this uh you have to take advantage (laughs) exactly (laughs) and that was that was kind of the the opportunity here across all of these pitching performances this, this week for the Red Sox and they were only able to um Take advantage of Tanner Houck's, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, notable hitting performances. Um, perhaps the most notable hitting performance is from the entire team who stranded 21 batters <laughs> on 16 hits and took the loss. Out hit Toronto by six and still took the loss. That one's tough. Unbelievable. Uh, but two hits from Bogarts. Two hits from Devers. J.D. Martinez had four. Plowecki had three. Dahlbuck had two. Duran had two. Hits all around, but no runs. Well, at the end, no runs. Yeah. Score eight runs. Probably should win that game. Just uh, another another way the Red Sox found to really make this series tough to swallow. And doesn't get any easier as they're about to face Tampa Bay. But before then, uh, MVP of the series for you. Um, I'm going to go with Kevin Plowecki. Um, he did this. Like like, he did this a little bit last year, where he just whenever he was in a game, he always did something right. 
Um, he's hitting um, three thirteen on the year. He today he went three for four. Um, I just he's uh, a pleasant uh, pleasant surprise. Uh, both last year and this year. So I just want to give him a hat tip for this uh, awful series. Not on yeah. him, though. <laughs> yeah, four for seven in the series. Um, and he did his best. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Verdugo. He had a couple multi-hit games and a home run. Love it. Um, really wish I could give it to Pavetta, but man, tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that'll do it for... Reviewing the series against Toronto. We'll take a quick break, come back, and preview the series against Tampa. Adding insult to injury to the Red Sox, uh, blowing the lead late. Uh, Tampa managed to do the same thing with a six-run eighth inning against the Orioles to come back and get a win. Pulling now four games ahead of the Red Sox. Red Sox still in second place, although... uh, two and nine in their last 11 uh the rays yankees and blue jays are all eight and two in their last 10 and have gained six games on the red sox in the last 11 days um rays first 68 and 44 red sox four games back yankees six and a half games back toronto seven and the orioles 29 pitching matchups for this series erod versus patino evaldi versus yarbrough and pavetta versus fleming Shelly, first reaction seeing those pitching matchups um, feels like best-case scenario for the Red Sox? Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, we have our uh, three best pitchers going. I mean, I guess it kind of, whatever you think, uh, Hauk versus Pavetta and, you know, that, that, that Chris Sale character coming back. But anyway, currently, I think this is like the our three best pitchers going up um, against the Rays. And Hauk. I mean, I'm not particularly scared of any of the three pitchers. Yeah, we could get in, in uh, just because our offense has been scuffling, we could get uh, in trouble with maybe one, maybe two of those. But I, I feel pretty good, knock on wood, going into this series. And this could really kick off a stretch for the Red Sox. Um, they have an uncharacteristic soft spot in the schedule here, uh, which really could not come at a better time. <laughs> Um, they have this series against the Rays and then, um, four of their next, uh, or three, four, yeah, four of their next five series are against teams that are in last place. Uh, or I guess there's two in the central. So one of those can't be in last, yeah, Indians not in last place, but sold off everybody and bad, uh, kicking off this stretch of the schedule with like a solid performance against the Rays and then taking it to the Orioles, Rangers, Twins and Indians before getting the Rays back again. Um, they really need to to put their best foot forward here in this stretch <laughs> and start to, to gain some ground again on the Yankees. There's a three-game series against the Yankees mixed in there. But um, the, the crazy part is they've got like 12 games against the Rays uh, before the end of the season now, uh, who they are obviously chasing. And the good news is that they still hold their – you know, hold their destiny in their own hands. Yeah. If you want to put it that way. But um, like you said, Red Sox three best pitchers right now, currently with the roster going against the the Rays here and the Red Sox. Patino is going to be tough. The Red Sox kind of own Yarbrough though. So yep. hopefully that continues. And then Fleming um, is probably one of the weaker arms that the Rays have. Um, 
but they they know how to handle their pitching so we'll see how that goes i believe they also just beat fleming in the last series if memory serves but i cannot remember i believe he, he pitched but yeah god we just we review every game it's hard to remember what the hell happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> that kind of plans but just a chance for the red Sox to to kind of start to change the tune and this is i mean kind of everything is is going wrong at, at once which we talked about this happened at the beginning of the season like in april or so after their incredibly hot start the pitching struggled and the hitting struggled and it just kind of makes everything magnified a bit mm-hmm. and make it seem like it's worse and then i think it was coupled with um the letdown if you will at the trade deadline of kind of making a, a splash to help the team improve it just feels like things are worse than they actually are um they're still within striking distance of the division. They're still in second place. They still hold their their air quotes destiny in their own hands. And they're still a very good baseball team. So it'll feel better when the tides start turning and the chance for that to happen is right now. Yep. So let's hope for a good series here against the Rays. Uh, prediction for the series and MVP. Um, I think we take uh, two out of three. Um, against the Rays, um, and I guess I'll go. I guess I'll go with um, I don't know Xander um, for MVP. He's starting to kind of like turn it around after kind of a really really cold spot for him. Like he had a pretty good game today, so I guess I'll go with him. I like it. I feel the same. I'm just as optimistic. I think two out of three. Nice little pull for the Red Sox, and I think MVP of the series going to be Erod. Nice. Love it. Throwing a gem right off the bat. Uh, off day for the Red Sox tomorrow, and then they get into the series against the Rays on Tuesday. That'll do it for us. We'll be back later in the week. Where, where Shelly will be back because I'm on vacation, so enjoy a <laughs> um, nice little stretch here of recaps without me. Uh, recapping this series, previewing the Orioles. Thanks for listening.